holy name on high. Good morning, church. Greet your neighbor, say Emmanuel. Greet the next person beside you, say Emmanuel. Yes, viewers all over the world, Emmanuel to you all in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Yes. We have listened to wonderful testimony, live transforming testimonies. But we are here to listen to testimony of someone sharing what God has not done yet. You know, today we listen to testimonies of the goodness of God. But I have not seen someone testifying of what he has not received yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. My name is Yinka. And you know, in times of our great needs, many tend to think they could actually see Jesus. In times of our great needs, many tend to wish they could actually see Jesus, touch him, and hear his word. Brethren, a physical appearance will not make Jesus any more real to us than he is now because he can be present at all times through his word and by his spirit. Satan raises doubts within man and causes men to forfeit peace with God. Many are going through issues that caused conflict in their hearts. Many question what kind of Christians they are. Have you been born again for years? They say, I've given my entire life for Christ, but yet still struggling with the harsh realities of life. More questions than answers. And these are as caused men to be rebellious by nature. These have caused men to be rebellious by nature. In the book of Genesis chapter 3, the Bible made us to understand that Satan tempted Eve to doubt the goodness of God. Satan made Eve to focus only on what he do not have. In the book of Genesis chapter 3, Satan tempted Eve to doubt the goodness of God. Satan made Eve to forget all that God had given her. 
And instead, focus on what God had forbidden. We all know the story of Edom and Eve. The Bible says her desperate craving eventually brought them out of the Garden of Eden. She was only focusing on what God had forbidden, neglecting all what God has given her. Many Christians today are facing, struggling with the same problem. Rather than focusing on the countless blessings God has given man, we are busy showing sympathy, craving on what we do not have. Brethren, anytime you are feeling so sorry for yourself for what you do not have, Consider all you do have and thank God. I know you are thinking a lot about what you want God to do for you. Anytime you are feeling so sorry for yourself, for what you do not have, please consider all you do have and thank God. I remember during those days, I used to be worried about these and that, I will cry. But I remember one of these occasions when my father and the Lord Prophet T.B. Joshua met me and said, why are you crying? Why are you worried about tomorrow? Thank God for what God has done. And I realized that that was a temptation of the devil. Each time you feel so sorry for yourself for what you do not have, Consider all you do have and thank God. If you do not thank God for what you have, you may be sleepy into unhealthy doubt. Brethren, today many found themselves in this desperate craving. Many found themselves in, the, in this desperate craving. When the answer to their prayer seems to delay in coming, whatever situation you may be facing, people of God, don't doubt your faith, but doubt your doubts, because they are unreliable. Tell your neighbor, doubt your doubts, for they are unreliable. This brings me to the title of this message. Your doubts are unreliable. Tell your neighbor, your doubts. Look straight to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Your doubts. Your doubts are unreliable. Prophet T.B. Joshua says that God wants to answer prayers. But very often, we ask for the wrong thing for selfish, classic, and material reasons. We fail to realize that our relationship with God is founded upon God's mercy and favor. 
You know, at this point in time, I would quickly like to demonstrate the working of a man's heart. And I believe that you will see yourself in this demonstration. At this point in time, I would need three volunteers. Viewers all over the world. I would like to quickly demonstrate the working of a man's heart. And I believe that we are going to see ourselves clearly. So please, I need three volunteers. One from here, one from here. Thank you, sir. You can come. Thank you. Just three people, quickly, to illustrate this message. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Yes. You know, our brother here is going to have what God has given each and every one of us, which is the gifts of life. Now, my brother, you come to this side. Just stand there and face this side. And we have these two gentlemen here. Um, this, my brother here, will have car. And my brother here will have promotion. Now, we come to this side. I'm not going to stress you so much. Come, sir. So, my brother, you stay here. Thank you. And face this side. And you stay there. Thank you. Now, we have three people here who want to help us to understand how Satan has been tempting man from running the straight race with God. Now, we have a gentle brother here. You see, God Almighty has given each and every one of us the gifts of life. You know, on his work, he was tempted to look the other side and he saw a car which he did not have. And he began to pursue the car. He forget about the gifts of life. And he began to pursue the car. Pursue the car. He began to run. He began to pray fast, yet failed to get it. But while chasing the car, as a man, he was tempted to look the other side. And he saw promotion, making two things. Yet, he began to chase after these two. Two, two. Yet, unable to get either of them. And he was worried. He began to lament. He began to question his sonship. He felt so cheated as a Christian. I've been born again. What happened? Why? I'm praying. Things are not working out. At this point in time, viewers all over the world, it is fast and easy for Satan to get him to his side through his doubt. Satan wants is for him to forget about the gift of life and only focus on car and promotion he do not have. Surely car and promotion 
are good things to have. But God is a merciful father. Surely, promotion and car are good things to have. But you know, Satan wants him to raise his needs above God. And make the material things his God's. Brethren, Satan may tempt one to doubt the goodness of God. Because once he realizes that you begin to question your sonship due to your unpalatable situations, you are fast and easy moving each day of your life towards Satan. And anytime you are dealing with doubt, brethren, beware that you are in a weak position, vulnerable, I mean exposed to temptation. Anytime you're feeling so sorry for what you do not have, you're thinking about unanswered prayer, you're dealing without at that point, you are weak, vulnerable, I mean, exposed to temptation. The same happened to our marriage, our possessions, our positions. Many find a man or woman they want to marry because they've discovered a certain qualities. After one or two years, you found another relationship, another woman, another man with different qualities and you begin to crave for it. You abandoned the previous relationship. Perhaps you see someone with the latest of the latest car. After three months, maybe he attended a party and he saw another car and you begin to crave for it. God wants to answer prayers, but very often we ask for the wrong thing. Tell your neighbor, God wants to answer prayers. God wants to answer prayers, but very often we ask for the wrong thing. Thank you very much, my brothers. You have blessed us. Can you go to the altar and take the fruits? Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. You can take the fruit because you've blessed us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do not let your unanswered prayers cause you to doubt the fulfillment of God's promise for your life. Say your neighbor once again, your doubts, your doubts are unreliable. Yes, let's quickly turn our Bible to the book of Matthew, and that will be our first, first proof test. The book of Matthew chapter 6, that will be our first proof test for today's message. And I'll quickly take this reading from verse 25. 
Are you there? Therefore, I say to you, listen to the word of Jesus. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Not about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not, are you not of more value than they? Verse 30. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Verse 23, but seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all those things shall be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Tell your neighbor, your doubts are unreliable. Your doubts are unreliable. today do not pray because they are frustrated in their faith. Their hope for an answer have been shattered too often. They have given up. They have given up. People in the Bible whom we consider to be pillars of faith also had some moments of doubt. This does not mean they had less faith, but that their faith was being challenged in a new way. But do you know their doubts move them closer to God, not farther away from God? In the book of Matthew chapter 14, verse 28, the Bible says, when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the sea, they were terrified. But Peter said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come. And Jesus said, come. The Bible says that Jesus commanded Peter to come. Peter was focusing on Jesus. And the Bible says he experienced unusual demonstration of God's power. He began to walk on the sea. But the moment he set his eyes off Jesus, he doubted and he began to sink. So also in the book of Numbers chapter 11 verse 21, Moses, who had once witnessed God's power in a spectacular miracles, the Bible says, also doubted God's ability to feed the wandering Israelites. When you read that book of Numbers, chapter 11, verse 21. So also Gideon. In the book of 
Judges chapter 6, verse 37. Gideon, one of the pillars of faith, also had some moments of doubt. He used doubt to pose the question. Get an answer and push for a decision. The Bible says, he said to God, if truly you want to use me as you promised to rescue Israel, then prove to me, show me a sign. You see, all these heroes of faith had moments of doubt. But the Bible says their doubts strengthen their desire and their determination for God. Is your own doubts oftentimes strengthen your desire and your determination for God. Brethren, we are in a perilous times, times too difficult to doubt with. Satan keeps using our weakness of doubt to trap us from running the straight race with God. Satan keeps using the unrighteousness of man as a material for his own purpose. When Satan realizes that doubt is your weakness, he will always use doubt against you. When he realizes that doubt is your weakness, he will always use doubt against you. No doubt is not to overcome us but to sharpen our minds and strengthen our relationship with God. Doubt is not to overcome you, brethren, but to sharpen your mind and strengthen your relationship with God. Brethren, in the cases of prolonged uncomfortable situation, one may be tempted to doubt God's ability to help. But always remember that doubt was never meant to be a permanent condition. Otherwise, we would be doomed to destruction. But when doubt comes, I urge you to deal with it at the early stage. When doubt comes, deal with it at the early stage. What is your situation? What is your situation? What is causing you to doubt God's ability to put you over? Always remember, the Satan tactic and strategy is to get you to doubt the goodness of God. He always wants you to think and talk about what you do not have, forgetting about what God has done in the past. However, when you are busy thinking, talking about what you do not have, you may be sleepy into unhealthy doubts. Are you sick 
Remember, Satan takes the light in inflicting pains on people. His aim is to push us from our position as Christian to cut off our dependence on God. Whatever situation you may be facing, brethren, don't throw away your faith just because God does not resolve your doubts immediately. At God's time, everything looks beautiful. Tell your neighbor, don't throw away your faith. Don't throw away your faith. Just because God does not resolve your doubts immediately. At God's time, everything looks beautiful. After you have prayed and fasted, you long to receive a promotion, but instead you were sacked. Or you had expected a huge breakthrough, but instead you were chased. Or you were bypassed. Always remember that there is nothing that the devil may try to bring against you that can be greater than Jesus. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, that the devil may try to bring against you that can be greater than Jesus. You can be sure that you are an overcomer because the one who overcomes lives inside of you. Tell your neighbor, the one who overcomes. The one who overcomes lives inside of me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever Satan is using to cause you to have doubts, as from today shall begin to lead you to faith in the name of Jesus Christ. I know Satan is a cunning man. His him, desire, is to push us away from running the straight race with God. Whatever Satan is using to cause you to have doubt, as from today, it shall strengthen your desire and your determination for God in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever Satan is using to cause you to have doubt, be it in your health, your finances, your career, your destiny, as from today, as from today, it shall continue to move you closer to God in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Whatever Satan is using, viewers all over the world, to trap you to himself, that situation, it shall begin to yield to your prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Brethren, always take courage from those heroes of faith who had fought the good fight of faith, finished their race and kept their faith. They became heroes today because they soon realized that doubts are unreliable. They overcame because they soon realized that their doubts were unreliable. 
finally, brethren, let's quickly turn our Bibles to the book of Mark. The book of Mark, chapter 8. And let us take our reading from verse 17. Let us hear what Jesus said to the people when he realized that they are struggling with doubts after so much witness of miracles. They have seen how God used him to wrought miracles, yet they see doubts, God's ability. Now let's listen to the book of Mark chapter 8 from verse 17. Now, Jesus said to them, why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember when I brought the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketful of fragments did you take up? They said to him, 12. And also when I brought the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, seven. So he said to them, how is it you do not understand? After seeing all those miracles, these signs and wonders, looking back to see what God has done in your life, how then you do not understand that he so much care about every little things in our lives. It is God's desire to answer our prayers. But don't forget, we oftentimes ask for the wrong thing. Viewers all over the world, those who are under the influence of my voice, what is causing you to doubt the fulfillment of God's promise for your life today? I mean, what is that situation that is challenging your faith? Let that situation move you closer to God, not farther away from God. When you are struggling with doubt, don't settle with it. When you are struggling with doubt, don't settle with it. What is causing you to doubt God's ability to put you over? Is it rejection? Isolation, failure, barrenness, or your long-time petition or prayer request, despite your efforts. Always remember, whenever it seems it has all runs out, that is in fact when life has just begun. Whenever it seems there is no hope, no future, no answer, you do not even know what the life or tomorrow may bring forth. That is, in fact, when life has just begun. Don't throw away your faith. 
just because God does not resolve your doubts immediately. I want you to always remember, brethren, that doing impossible things is everyday business for God. Doing impossible things, what no man can comprehend, what no man can think about, impossible things is everyday business to God. Your big problem won't seem impossible if you can be patient and let God answer your question on his own schedule. Let God answer your question on his own schedule, not yours. Be patient. If you are dealing without brethren, remember that you are always in a weak position. Vulnerable, I mean exposed to temptation. Are you in need of healing, deliverance, and blessings? As you search for answer, protect yourself by meditating on the unshakable truths of God's word. And I want to leave you with one thought in mind. That the best antidote, I mean the remedy for doubt, is for you to reflect over God's track record in your life. You think about how God has pulled you through the storms of life. How he has walked you through the valley of the shadow of death. And thou will grow confidence that he will do it in your present situation. Look back and see his countless blessings. They are uncountable. They are numerous. If you look back and see all those blessings that God has done to you, that will give room for praise. Remember, you are once a tiny embryo. I mean, we are all once a signing embryo see what we are today you look at yourself I look at myself that gives confidence that he will do it again and again and again and again and again and again and again may the Lord bless his word in the midst of your hearts Say, my heart. Say, my heart. Listen to the voice of God. Say, my heart. Listen to the voice of God. My heart. Listen to the voice of God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Let there be freedom. Let there be freedom.